0: This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a the truck. They're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy.
1: Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle. Whether you're at home, in the office, or in the cab of a truck, we help power you on the road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics, And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. The careers we all choose are a journey and a pathway to success. Having a supportive environment and a place to network are essential. This is something many women don't have. Wamita Mathara is working to change that. She's the founder and chief storyteller at the Career Safari, a platform for women seeking a healthier relationship with their careers. She founded the Career Safari in 2018 after years of traveling the world and seeing the diversity of women transforming their communities. The Career Safari is a global community of women seeking and offering authentic advice and resources. It celebrates and supports multicultural women on their career journey. It disrupts the idea of what it means to be successful as well as a career woman. It connects women to resources they need and torchbearers online and through their monthly podcast. We have Wamita with us today. To learn more about the career safari as well as her journey, we're really excited.
2: Welcome, Wamita. Hi, Shelly. Thank you for the intro. Hi, Kathy. How are you all today?
3: So happy you showed up.
1: (laughs) I'm happy interview.
3: This is great. (laughs) This is
1: great. great. Oh my goodness, Wamita, I want to commend you on what you're doing. You're really a champion for women.
2: Thank you. And I, I I don't know if I would say that about myself, but I guess I am. So thank you for saying oh, come that. On. Yeah, you <laughs> oh, are. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So I'm really curious, what's your story? We want to know more about you. And how did all of this begin?
2: Yeah, happy to have that conversation. So um, like when you when you just said I'm a champion for a moment. Yes, I do know I am. But that's not necessarily how I would say my career journey started. Um It's just something that's innately in me, but I am the child of two immigrants. My family is from Kenya, uh, and I, I really have been raised to think about community in mind. So with that being said, when I started my career path, I was actually in the international development world. So I was passionate and still am passionate about building communities, making sure that people that have the means to give their time or their money can do it to uh, nonprofits or NGOs that are doing great work in the community. And I love that for um, more than 15 years of my life. And in that work, it allowed me to travel around the world. I was meeting amazing women um, and I would come back home and be like, oh, I I talked to so-and-so who's doing this. And I talked to this minister of government who's doing this, or I'm talking to this childcare provider who started this comp- this childcare service in the middle of nowhere. So I was just bragging on the women that I was um, featuring um, really unknowingly until like, I caught myself one day just saying, you keep on talking about all these women, Um, And then it became to a point where their stories and those conversations were just feeding my soul because I was at a point in my time uh, in my career where I really did not know what I wanted to do next. I was feeling the nudge internally and quite honestly, externally to start looking at other uh, career options, not because I was bad at my job, but I just think the people around me were just trying to tell me to up level Uh, And I was having a great time, but it really was time to move on. And I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I knew I didn't want to um, stay in nonprofit for much longer. I wanted to turn into like a more volunteer role for certain reasons. And then um, I was really talking to women again along the way. And I started getting into these really deep conversations about the pivots in their career. You know, from the outside looking in, you know, both of you, Shelly and Kathy, you you all look like you've arrived <laughs> to the world. Oh, well, thank but, you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. You look like you've arrived. And I'm like, how the heck did you arrive? I'm just trying to figure out where the door is. And um, <laughs> people would just, you know, women would just open up and tell me like, what it took to get them to where they were and how they really haven't. Some have felt like they've arrived. Others haven't. And through dozens of other things, what came out was that I wanted to create a platform. I wanted to create a space to bring these stories um, to life, to make, make their stories more well-known. And then that's where career safari really the purpose of it started and, Believe you me, I never knew that all these years later, I would be sitting down talking to people about it and it's growing to what it's been, but I'm enjoying the ride.
1: I love this. You know, you have such a wealth of experience and with all your world travels, that gives you some tremendous insight. What would you say were some of the biggest needs that you saw that women had? Um, Because I do think one of the biggest things and what you're doing with career safaris, terrific networking is something women don't necessarily have as much as men.
2: For sure. Um, I would say, you know, I, I I transitioned to the tech sector along the way. So I could also share a little bit about what I've learned on that side of things, too. But I would say through Career Safari, through my um, and just talking to dozens of women and building this community, there's a few things that I would say that women need. I'll say globally, there's always an education Issue: Women having access to proper education. So in certain countries of the world, um, you know, then don't have access to quality education or culturally, they're not allowed to go to school full time. So I would say like having access to proper education is number one for women globally. Um, but in countries like in Canada and the U.S., we do have access to education. So the other thing that when it that's when it goes to like network building and all of those things that we feel that men do more naturally, um, something that I do on the Career Safari podcast, and it goes to something that I think I want women to get stronger at is self-advocating. So, within the podcast, I have a segment called Flex Minute, and I usually surprise our uh, guests, our torchbearers that we speak to with it. And I just want them to brag on their accomplishments. And many of them are usually taken aback by that, but it's amazing how fast, once we kind of are given the space and the opportunity to just talk about our accomplishments, what comes out of our mouth? So, I would say, self-advocating is the second thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the third thing that I would say is, um, and this is a reason why a main reason why I started career safari was we need to constantly redefine what success looks like to us. I think that the way, um, career lives are structured, especially in Western society is very patriarchal and it's very male driven. And if you look at it, most people aren't happy in their careers. So, Why are we reaching for that type of success when you look around and the people that are actually in those seats aren't all that happy to begin with? Mm -hmm. And we as women are so creative. We know how to build communities. We know how to make people in life, you know, comfortable for others. If we use that creative energy, if we use all of those instinctual things to think about ourselves, think about transforming um, careers and transforming industries, things that we could do. And that's what I want people to tap into their inner voice, those inner qualities that to transform this world. It's so important. And I think that women aren't necessarily,
1: uh, I think we're kind of taught to maybe not toot our own horn, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When men talk about themselves, they're not really bragging, right? (laughs) (laughs) But frankly, I think a lot of men can have a lot of braggadocia. It's like, oh, gag me. Come on, you know? <laughs> yeah,
2: they listen. Yeah. And then if you really know them and you know what they're talking about, you look at them like, what?
1: Uh huh. It's like, really? When did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And we're not trying to bash men, we love guys. But it does seem that society finds it more acceptable for guys to do that, and women aren't supposed to. And I love what you're doing here. I mean, this gives women the ability to look at themselves and go, you know, I have done a lot.
2: And we have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I don't want to say this is like a male bashing thing. Men continue to talk about your accomplishments. Like if you accomplish accomplished oh, sure. something, oh, yeah. please do. Um, but really, this is just like a call out about knowing your gifts, um, knowing, you know, your accomplishments and being able to easily articulate that mm-hmm. helps you understand where you want to go. It helps you under- lock in to your qualities to do better for yourself and those around you.
1: And I think your platform also gives women the resources if they want to maybe get more education. And you're talking about access to education. It's really amazing. I was looking through the history of higher education in the U.S., And it was in the 1980s where women and uh, African-American students were being denied entry to the Ivy League schools and stuff. It's like, really? People don't think about it. There have been barriers to entry not that long ago. It's
2: very recent, very um, recent where, I mean, even now I don't want to, you know, we don't necessarily have to get into this with um, affirmative action um, and college admission ending in the U.S., but it's All of this is very, very recent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the one thing I'd like to cite, like even in terms in the U.S., in terms of getting credit, we weren't allowed to buy our own homes. We weren't allowed to, you know, open up our own bank accounts until the 70s. So (laughs) all of these things are within our lifetime.
1: Yeah, it really is amazing that women were limited on having a checking account until the 1970s. I found it amazing and horrendous at the same time. They simply couldn't get a checking account on their own unless they had a husband or something. Exactly. Exactly. Uh
3: (laughs) Well, You know, and and even in my career um, it's a man's world and um, I hate to say this, but I think like often um, there's not like, I think we're at like on my crew of 170, there's only seven women and in they'll, they'll hire women, but just almost I'm not sure if it's, you know just to cuz it looks good but then they stop you know way more men are hired than women are hired if you know what i mean right so um oh, but I it's it. changed it's, it's changed significantly but not enough <laughs> not nearly enough in my opinion because women make damn good uh, heavy equipment operators. You know, we're easy on their equipment. We don't drive it like we stole it. We, yeah, <laughs> we keep it clean yeah. inside. <laughs> it <laughs> we doesn't keep it smell clean inside. in there. Right? I mean, <laughs> right? So, so, I mean, I don't know how many times I get into a cab of equipment, there's spits everywhere. And, like, yeah. you know, that, that disgusting chew that people they spit them back in a bottle. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that's that nasty. Garbage. Like, you know what I mean? Like, gross. I got, I got, I use that space that I'm in, like, it's my home for 12 hours. You know, I keep sure. it clean. It's my area, but no, yeah, it's not always like that. So yeah, I'm really hoping that uh, the the history is going to change and that they're hiring more women in, in the non-traditional trades. And so everywhere I go, all my speaking engagements, I always, always, always encourage women to look outside the the general corporate office Career, you know, there's so because it's not meant for everybody. Put me in an office, I, I die. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't help. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's not. It's just like people they don't they, they kind of think, well, maybe er, not everybody wants to go to college. Not right. everybody's yeah. meant to yep. go to college. Yeah, you know what's wrong with going to trade school? It's like, I make damn good money. It's challenging. It's rewarding. Oh, did I tell you? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there right. you go. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's so but people don't think about that because it's not traditional, you know, that women should be in the office or in the banks or this and that. I'm like, uh yeah, no, operating heavy equipment is men's best kept secret. That's right. And <laughs> that's nobody it.
1: and nobody can say, "Gee, that's not ladylike.
3: like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But casually.
2: That is why what you do is so important. The fact that you talk to people, the fact that you are in, you know, you go to women and you go where people are to talk about your career path. Because if these programs, if these efforts don't intentionally try to recruit women, it will remain Mm -hmm. the same. And that's like basic econ, honestly, if you don't put in things to change the trajectory <laughs> of how something is mm-hmm. run, then it will stay the same. So your work is critical.
3: And and you know, I, I fully agree. And when I go, um, I've transitioned because from for the last five, six years, everywhere I go to different countries, I always bring my hard hat, my, my coveralls. And you know, I talk to young girls in school about careers and about, you know, other options. But now I've kicked it up a notch so that I'm trying to, like, I'm supposed to go to Mexico for Caterpillar, uh, you know, for International Women's Month. And I'm also going to Peru for Caterpillar. Well, while I'm there, like in Peru, there's tons of mining. Well, they barely have women. So um, I was discussing with them, well, why don't I set up a career day and recruit for, for you guys, like recruit in a sense, like not to hire, but to, to explain, like show the pictures, explain Mm -hmm. the job, talk about the benefits and sure there's challenges. Like, like I was telling you, you know, uh, earlier about hanging off the edge of a cliff, uh, you know, backwards. But I mean, you got to ride that fear. If you want to change, if you want to grow and people think, Oh, I'm not sure. Try it. Yeah. You know, so if I can, if I can promote it in, in other countries and in everywhere in the States, if I can, um, like I'm going to Women in Trucking in November uh, to be a speaker there. Well, I'm going to, I decided I'm going to set up a booth, an, exib- an exhibition table for my designer minor because, you know, sure, it's not just trucking. So I'm going to try and encourage women to that are just walking around, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is an option, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. It's a matter of getting women to realize... Career options really are limitless. They just need to try it. That's how you open up opportunity.
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up.
1: Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com.
0: Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro.
1: Women need to showcase their victories and brag about their accomplishments, and they can do that on the Career Safari. They can also self-advocate in a supportive network of women. All of this is essential to continue to make inroads into careers that are still dominated by men. The Career Safari networking platform and podcast created by Wamita Mathara is empowering women worldwide, and we're really impressed with what she's doing. Wamita, what do you think are some of the biggest obstacles for women right now. Obviously, it varies probably across the world. But I'm just wondering what women can do for themselves and what women can do as a group. I think that, yeah, the unification, the, you know, there's power in numbers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the great thing is that more women are participating in the labor force now more than ever. Um, and that's a that's a global statistic. Uh, so there are more of us that are working. Um, and um, just in the U.S. alone, the amount of like African African-American women are completing college at a higher rate than any other demographic. So we're out there. We're trying to enter the workforce. We're trying to, you know, make our own way. But a, a statistic that's also important. And this goes into your question is that it's from Lean In they run i think a, a yearly study on women in the workforce mm-hmm. and easily one of the most challenging things that we have to deal with is being trusted to be managers so they call it a broken rung so as we try to move up the corporate ladder and you know corporate necessarily does not mean a, a, you know an office job but as we try to move up and become more senior in our careers and have more leadership and, you know, budget um, authority. Uh, We are not trusted to be managers. Um, So we really struggle with becoming first line managers. So even managing your own direct team, and that obviously then prevents us from being moved up the ladder to executive roles. So I would say a major issue for those that are in the workforce, uh, for women that are in the workforce and those that are entering into it is what does it take for you to become a manager? Uh, And I have my own contentious relationship (laughs) with being a boss, not saying that I I dislike it, but it is a lot of work and it is very difficult. And, you know, I think people should not just want to be a a manager or a boss to be one. I feel like you should be called to do it because you really have people's livelihoods um, at your fingertips. So. I would say like going into like what we can do, I would offer that do your inner work, of course, to figure out if you have interest in being a manager. There's a lot of benefit there uh, financially in terms of influencing your company, influencing the industry. And I would encourage more women to think about it. And then what does it take to put you in that position? Do you have a leader that believes in you? Do you have mentors that believe in you? I want you to have really honest conversations with them and be and say, "What will it take me to become a manager?" Um, and this is where the the career safari in me comes out because I think there's different definitions of success, and I want you know some reality to set in. Listen to their response if their response is encouraging and we have our intuition, then lean into it. But if you feel that they are jerking you around, listen to that as well. And maybe it's your time to know the the hands that you have been dealt and say, this might not be the place for me to grow, or this might not be the leader that believes in my trajectory. So I don't want to just put out like um, you know, fairy tale narratives of once you tell them you want to be a manager, it's going to happen. That's not true. You have to make sure you're under the right situation for you to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe you, me, there are plenty of companies that need your type of leadership, whatever that may be, but at least put yourself out there. make sure you're taking on projects that are challenging. Make sure you're talking to your leaders and other people in the company about it and and see where that takes you.
1: You know, it's rather interesting that you're saying that, the message is women can't be good managers. <laughs> uh, yeah, women, good grief, when they're moms, they manage a lot. You know, it's <laughs> crazy. It's <a> crazy. <laughs> you know, who who doesn't have to manage when you've got a, a couple little ones running around? It's like, hey, over here, over here. Yeah. You know, Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mothers have the world's longest arm when they're driving. When you're the <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth?
2: You know, we're born managers. Well, the thing is, like, and that's all true, and I think people uh, instinctually know that. But when it comes to like hiring, and when it comes to promoting. People in those positions, again, unless they're intentional about it, which is what, you know, we're talking about that Kathy's doing in her industry, they naturally gravitate to people that, that that look like them because they look for people that they can easily trust. Can I hand you the keys to the kingdom Can I or the queendom? So if you don't, it's really weird and sometimes a little yucky, but if they can't feel like they can trust you um uh, or if they don't feel it, then they probably won't hand those keys to you. Mm-hmm. So they have to be intentional about am I do I have any blinders or biases about how I am selecting people in leadership? And you know, that is something that is now being talked about in the ne- last few years. Um, you know, biases and blind spots and things like that. But, you know, I can imagine I'm not, you know, I didn't I wasn't in corporate America in the 90s, but I can imagine the conversations were very different then um so you really have to have a thoughtful leader that understands that but most of the time people trust people who make them feel good <laughs> and who remind them of themselves
3: how do you view uh, people that are transitioning careers midlife what's your 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 take on that do you think oh. it's harder than most than at any other age
2: most of the women that i feature that are I would say above forty five have had to do it and they do it. Not to say that it's easy. They all have their mm-hmm. crying. Sto- they all have their crying stories of you know what what it took for them to get there. Um and maybe um they they pivoted uh, because a situation wasn't good. I have women that have pivoted their careers because of divorce and needing to make more money that I mm-hmm. featured. So I would say I, most of the women that have, I featured that are above 45 have done it. It's ugly. Like, I, you know, one of the toys. It's, it's, it's very hard. It's very And
3: I think people remain in their careers that they, they dislike because it's what they know, not because yep. it's what they like or what they love, because it is scary. It's terrifying to let go of your comfort paycheck and your comfort environment to stop into something new especially later in life like when i when i couldn't go back to nursing and i had to do that transition i mean i was a nurse for 13 years and all of a sudden at 42 i I need to change careers i'm like oh my god i i was terrified i'm Mm -hmm. like i don't know what i like what i don't like what i'm good at what i'm not like i had no clue of who kathy really was without that nursing uniform it's like i had put my whole identity into that so to try and change Um, like I literally I had to go to a career planning workshop for three days to figure it out they did all sorts of aptitude tests personality tests blah 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 and on the third day they gave me you know my my options and my there was only one option and in big block letters it said heavy equipment operator honestly (laughs) I, I laughed so hard I just about fell off my chair because it was so ridiculous in my mind. And I look at the lady and I said, you've got to be joking, right? <laughs> there was a guy next to me. I said, this has got to be his test. You, you, this, you messed it up, right? Because I give it back to her. And I said, um, I said, number one, I said, I'm 42. I'm a woman. I don't even like equipment. Like, honestly, you see construction on the road. I wouldn't even look at it. right?" <laughs> and I said, I'm not mechanically inclined. And honestly, it's a man's job. Well, this woman, she puts a hand on her hip, looks at me over the brim of her glasses, pushes the paper back, and looks at me and point blank says, if only you'd believe in yourself a little bit, Missy, you'd see the test is right. And she turns around. So I'm sitting there with my arms crossed over my chest saying, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> I just wasted three days, you know, and for this nonsense. Well, in the meantime, she went and put on this this YouTube video of Les Brown, um, saying it's possible, where he gives a 10-minute talk. And I'm listening to this thinking, well, wait a minute. i like, I used to race cars. I'm a good driver. I could drive truck. You know, I could do that. Then I'm thinking, oh, I could do the 18-wheelers, go from Canada to the U.S. So all of a sudden, I went from thinking this is bullshit to all of a sudden opening up my mind to other opportunities. So that woman, she sent me to a nonprofit organization, and God willing, if I could ever do this in the states, I would. Um, it's a called Women Building Futures. Companies mm. sponsor women to take a variety of different courses that are non-traditional trades. It's wonderful, mm. and then once you take the course, they hire you, right? Because they've already they've already yeah. sponsored the program. So when I went. Uh, that's when the God was with me the, the day I showed up at this women building futures was the day Exxon mobile biggest oil and gas company in the world happened to be there. Had I gone the day before I'd have missed it. So there I am, they were paying $18,000 per woman. And they paid for 16 women to take a 12-week heavy equipment operator course. Well, there was 158 women that applied. Why would they pick me, honestly? Because I had nothing left to lose. You want me to do a backflip? <laughs> I'll do a backflip. Whatever, man, right? Right. And that's when I realized I'm, I'm getting on different pieces of equipment. And, oh, my God, I can do this. Like, holy crap, I'm sitting in an excavator loading a rock truck am like oh Right. <laughs> And that's what I'm trying to portray to other women. Keep your options open. Don't shut yourself off, regardless of your age. So in that course, the reason I was asking you that question is because in that course, out of the 16 women, there was, I think there was um, 12 of us that were over like, or like 40, above 40. There was four or five that were uh, 50 and 55. That needed, like one was oh. a cop that she'd been a, a cop for 25 years. She was a staff sergeant. There was some from the military. There was the housewife. There was a postal worker. We had a Red Seal chef, you know, just a variety of people. Then you realize, you know what, what is wrong with changing careers for whatever reason, right? You don't have to stay in the same career for 50 years. And I think it's good. Like the one woman, remember Shelly, that we interviewed had six six careers? Oh, yeah. Jean Phelan. Yeah. 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 Superwoman, we were
1: calling her. Well, well she's got a, a superwoman
3: costume. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Six careers. Right? And I think it's yeah. fabulous it's because great. you're dabbling. Mm-hmm. It's giving you a variety of, of experience. And you know, some sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You just gotta yeah. find what rights what, what works for you.
2: I say I say this to uh people like people who like make interns or people who are still in school. my personal belief. Is that careers have are like cats? They should have nine lives. Like you, yeah, you do something a for a little while, and then you're like, okay, all right, let me grow and do something else. Like I don't. I, that's that's what I say to them all the time. Like it think think like a cat. Nine lives. You did it for a little while. You move moving on to something else.
1: I like that. And then take naps in between.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm up for the nap. Yeah, back. <laughs>
2: yes,
1: yes. <laughs> But, you know, when you think about it, the way things have evolved in the past few decades, people have had to do a lot of career changes. Uh, Business isn't the way it used to be. When you go to a corporation, you can't necessarily count on a job for 30 years like they did, what, 40, 50 years ago. And people are having to retrain. And I think that we had a lot of that happening during the pandemic. People standing back going, do I really want to do this? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: And uh, actually most, uh, most of the, it's going to be interesting. And I'm sure there are people, researchers and all of those people who are more qualified than me that are going to do an analysis on how, I mean, they're already kind of doing it about how um, com- careers and industries have shifted since the pandemic. Uh, I don't know any woman I featured in the la- since the pandemic that hasn't cited that time as the time where they've decided to shift. Uh, and it could be for a lot of things they could have their industry actually in most situations their industry didn't fall apart or they didn't lose their job they just realized the time and space gave them time to reflect and ask those powerful questions of themselves or gave them time to test out like a new recipe for hair supplies I had had Perry who I featured about that and that allowed them the opportunity to built something on the side that became part of their new livelihood. So I don't actually know any woman that I've spoken to since then that has not cited that time of their lives or that the pandemic as a point of a pivot for them.
1: It kind of gave everybody an aha moment of what do I want to do
2: with the rest of my life?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But now I want to make sure, and I, but now, and I want women to and people to continue to do that uh, because, you know, There's nothing we're supposed to grow and evolve. And like I said, I believe careers have nine lives. Um, But we need to continue to ask ourselves and give ourselves some time to pause and ask meaningful, meaningful questions. Do I still enjoy doing this? Is there something that is inkling inside of me that I've been wanting to try? How do I use that? And how do I do that with the time that I've given? Um, Because, you know, we're going to, we all get to a point where we kind of look around and you're like, what box did I just put myself in? You know, I've been a nurse for the last 15 years. I don't like this anymore, or I need to change because the environment's forcing me to change. But if we constantly do that work and we're feeding ourselves, I believe that the evolution and I hope that the evolution isn't as stark as it has been in my life.
1: All very good points.
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro.
1: Many women above the age of 45 have had to make career transitions. This is something the Career Safari has discovered, but the women are doing it and they're doing it well. Sometimes it's important to make a change in order to grow and learn what it takes to pivot to grow your career and stay resilient. Women also need to know what they have to do to compete for their piece of the pie and career advancement. It's there for the taking. We just need to do it. These are some of the things we're learning from Wamita Mathara. She's the founder of The Career Safari. She has terrific insight, and she's talking about how her podcast and platform helps multicultural women network worldwide. Would you say women are working together better? Because I know that it used to be said that women didn't work together as well as men. And I've even heard it theorized that's because a lot of guys have team sports, that kind of thing. Would you say we're making progress in that area? Do men really work well together? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they think they do. They say they do. Uh, they say if, they and do. And the ones that don't just take it out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <Doop it out. laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I'm saying I've seen the, some of the worst backbiting happen with men on men violence. <laughs> I'm just going yeah, to- yeah. But,
1: but, you but you know, listen- women get stereotyped, you know, that we're catty, we're this, we're that. And I think that's an unfair description for women, too.
2: It is. It mm-hmm. is. I mean, we are fighting, and I we're fighting to be a part, or in most cases, a part of the boys' club. And yep. you know that to some women doesn't come naturally. Like I am not good at sports. I don't want to go to the strip club, But you know, other women be like, "Yeah, I'll do that." But for a lot of women, those things, maybe not necessarily those ex- examples, but it doesn't come naturally to many women to do certain things to succeed in, in within a corporate in, within a career environment. So like I said, to self-advocate, to talk about your accomplishments, to go out after dinner uh, with the drinks and talk about life and make those connections. And you know, I know in some situations, like in small businesses, going to the boss's house, going to the owner's house and spending the night, the boys can do that as a woman. I would feel uncomfortable <laughs> going yeah. and spending a night at the, at the, my, my, my boss's house after a baseball game, like those things, are, you know, it's mm-hmm. not really created with us in mind, those type of um, opportunities to, to grow and engage. So I think where, what, what happens is that we, and I do not like this, but we are, it feels as if we're competing for like a small slice of the pie and that is what I, I want us to change our perceptions on that. There's still like we're fighting over 15 percent or 14, percent I think, are women in leadership or something like that. When there's a whole like 87% there that's left for the taking, and the pie can get bigger. Um, we've seen how people's paychecks and the you know net high net worth individuals they continue to make more and more money. So it really is limitless and abundance mindset, is what is going to be helpful for us. But I don't know why, you know, maybe you guys have the answer. Like, why are we competing or feel like we're competing for just a small slice of the pie?
1: I don't know. Um, Do you think it's self-limiting perceptions that we're somewhat conditioned? We think we're afraid to just stretch and say, yes, I can. I'm going to do this. Do you you think some of that's the indoctrination that we have
2: a little bit? I do think that Mm -hmm. I also think it part of it is about being more creative about how you approach your career. And that, again, goes to one of the reasons why I have career safari, because I want to uplift many examples of how women are approaching their careers, because, you know, for me, you know, go to school get an education. Like I said, I come from African immigrants. Go to school, get your education, do very well, get that corporate job, get that for like that is the path that we're told to walk on. And then as you're in the middle of it and you're trying to become a manager or you're being secretly pushed out, all of those politics start weighing you down. And then if you start talking about like microaggressions and people saying, "Oh, women can't be truckers." Oh, oh, you know, you're you're the girl on the team or or things like that those are small dings to your confidence as well. And that what that really forces most people to do and myself included is to take a step back and think, if I can't, if this career path is not allowing me to be my fullest, most happy self, what can I do? How can I take all the learnings that I've acquired over the last 15 years, the connections I built meeting women around the world to actually build this platform. I have started nonprofits in many parts of the world. I know how to build something from scratch. What can I, I can do this on my own. So like, those are the words that I had to say to myself to start Career Safari. And I have this whole new to direct on my career that I, I I now have because of it, um, so I had to sit back and be creative, and so I would encourage other women to do the same thing. It might not look like the the, the script that people have given you, but in all honesty, if they are honest with themselves, and most people are when you talk to them, they had to break, they had to tear that script apart soon after they started their career.
1: Very true. And I think we're stuck with a script to begin with. I and mean, somebody hands us a script and we just kind of muddle through life. And sometimes <laughs> it's it, you got to rip out some of those pages or just toss it in the trash and say, I'm writing my own script.
2: <laughs> you have to. Yeah.
1: You have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Kathy, you've done that.
3: For what? You you Writing have, my own script? a <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you you, book.
1: <laughs> you've totally uh, pivoted in your life and said, the heck with this. This is not the way. What I've been told, that's garbage. This is who I am, and yes, I can.
3: You know what? Absolutely. Like I'll tell you the 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 most pivoting moment where I recognize, which is key to everything, is that day on the excavator when I was loading that that uh, that rock truck. The instructor was jumping up and down because I was doing such a good do- job. He's yelling on the radio, "Can I marry you?" Oh,
2: <laughs> and what did you say? Wait, what did you say? Yes, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just laughed. I'm like, <laughs> and then there was three girls that were in the, it's three other students that were in the pickup and they were jumping up and down, encouraging me, watching me, you know, load this, this rock truck. And I was doing such a good job. And then I climb off the perch and I was glowing because all of a sudden I recognize my own abilities and that is what's priceless. Ugh, so yeah. Later that day here I am, I'm listening. I had my, my iPod on, and I'm walking from the Women Building Future Center down back to the recovery center because I was still living in recovery and um, with uh, other women. And this song came on called Redeemed by Big Daddy Wee And if you've never heard it, my God, put it on. It's so good. And so the, the, what it is, it, the song is about um, breaking the chains from your past and, you know, uh, rec- you know, kind of letting go of your old beliefs. And as I'm listening to this song and I'm walking back, I just started to cry because, it was the first time in my life that I was able to, to see that I had been lied to my entire mm. life by people telling me how awful I was and how I polluted the air and how I was no good and I'll never amount to nothing that I had no skills. And, and I'm thinking, this is bullshit man, like, look at me, look at me go and. So it it just moved forward from there, so that now all of a sudden, fast forward when I when I get the job and I'm I'm driving the biggest truck in the world, here I am at this one moment in time I'm driving through this intersection, and um, I had to drive like five kilometers an hour, so it's really slow because there's people everywhere and it, it, people were getting out of the trucks because when you see one of these giant machines go by you can't help but stop and stare because the sound they make. i mean you got 14 feet high t- tires going by right it's like damn, it's impressive no matter who you are so here i'm going through this intersection and at the worst possible moment i get the, this this wicked ptsd flash where i can't even see the road it takes the air out of my lungs i'm hyperventilating i'm seeing the most vile awful humiliating moments of my life and i'm in the middle of the intersection talk about a bad spot to be and instead this is where i reclaim my power because i went uh," then i opened the window and i said oh hell no I threw yep. everything out the window and I re I was breathing like deep breathing. And I, I physically out loud said, my past does not define my future. All and right. so but yep. in saying that I, inside of me, I'm having this gaping hole of pain because I tossed out all that negativity and I had to replace it with something positive. And I do that consistently. If, if I'm removing something, you gotta fill it up with something good. So I did the only thing I knew how oh, I waved. I, like I was in a parade. So I, I did the queen wave and the intersection <laughs> and I'm blowing kisses. Like I'm at a parade. I'm like, Oh, Kathy, i do doing like, it was so ridiculous. But that, that, that queen wave gave me my power back. And mm. then I start. then I started thinking to all those assholes who told me how useless I was and how awful and blah, blah, blah who's driving this truck okay (laughs) who's driving this truck me not them (laughs) right
2: well that's that magic potion that you were talking about earlier like if we like collectively the three of us maybe we need to figure out the whole champagne formula i mean champagne well champagne's good too the whole perfume (laughs) formula but that type of confidence that ingenuity that ability to, um, correct yourself when those mm-hmm. negative voices comes in, that yes, is what, we, yeah. And, and they do and it's natural, but you could, the, your ability to correct it while in the middle of the moment and reclaim your, your brain space and your, your, in your, in your, that moment for yourself. That is what I hope that I can bottle up and give to career far. That's what I hope you all are doing as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, One of our, another torchbearer that I featured, Joyce, she's in Kenya. Uh, It's something that has been like top of my mind. And I talked about on my Instagram page um, is that there is another level of happiness. Like I said earlier, when you think about like high net worth individuals, they keep getting richer and richer and richer. Like the pie keeps growing. Joy and love and happiness, there are abundant out there for you. So even if you think, you're at a great moment of your life. It can get even better than that. Like, look at the, I'm sure you love nursing for a time I of did. your life. Yeah, And then That's look at you nurse. now. I, right. I, I can tell that you were, but there's another level for you. There's yeah. always more that we can access in terms of like our personality, our gifts, um, even the amount of money we're making. There's more and more levels. Like somebody who is, And a shining bright example of this to me, and I love her, it was just her birthday is Beyonce. Like she just keeps getting better. Like right when you think she's at her peak, Mm -hmm. she does something else. So there that thinking that way of living is there for us. And I just want people to just, you know, if you could leave with anything, it's there are there's another level of happiness and joy and love that we can all tap into.
1: I love it. Life is full of possibilities and potential. Always.
0: Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up.
1: Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement, Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, Change can be good. Sometimes it takes self-reflection to determine where we really want to head in our careers or if the career path we've taken is really the one we want. That's where the Career Safari comes in. It gives multicultural women across the world an opportunity to network with peers and find mentors and guidance. We're talking with the founder of the Career Safari podcast and networking platform, Wamita Mathara. I love what you're doing, Wamita. Your podcast and in the Career Safari it's a great resource for women. Where do people find you? Do they type in com?
2: Yes, you can find uh, me and all the women that we feature. And we're coming out with a community soon for entrepreneurs and founders. And you can find all of this on uh, thecareersafari.com. You can follow us on Instagram at careersafari um and feel free to send a message if you're interested if you want to be featured um i'm always taking nominations and i'm always willing to talk to people who have an ink if this touched you in any way i'm always happy to talk to people and if you want to listen to our torchbearer stories please do i talk to women um all around the world about their career path you can find us at career safari On all of the podcast apps, Spotify, Apple, it's a video interview. So you can also follow us on YouTube. So come and listen to the stories. Excellent.
1: Nice. You inspired me. I love what you're doing. Me (laughs)
2: too. Likewise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Having more resources for women. That's, that's what we need. It's huge. It really is.
2: Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And I would just say also there is never enough. So no one ever complains that there's too many pizza huts or pizza places or burger places in this world. Yeah, If we if we can saturate and have more and more and more resources for us, I, the better I think this is. Amen to that. Thank you for being on the show with us. I've loved talking to you. I enjoyed this too. This was as fun as I knew it would be.
3: Yeah, it was thank great. <laughs> this yeah, is great. thank you so much.
1: It's been a pleasure, Wilmita. Appreciate it. We hope everybody's enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show, or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womanroadwarriors.com.